2020, bringing a biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. Weekdays on UCB's Vision Radio Network. Find out more at vision.org.au. Lyle Shelton is the Managing Director of the Australian Christian Lobby and is joining me once again. Welcome, Lyle. Yeah, thanks a lot, Tracy. Good to be with you again. It seems like it's going to be a week where we talk about the refugee crisis. Tony Abbott on the weekend has said that he is going to do more. In fact, he's gone so far as to send the Immigration Minister to Geneva. But let's get clarification on these numbers because mm. on the face of it, it's really not all it seems, is it? Uh, no, it's not, Tracy. Um, look, it's good that uh, the Prime Minister is signalling that he wants to do more. And indeed, he has said that uh, there will be an increase in the number of Syrians coming into Australia. But within the 13,700 annual humanitarian intake, uh, now, that, now this is where it is confusing. So, so that's that's what our humanitarian intake is capped at. It is ra- being raised to about 18,000 over the next four years. And so within these overall numbers, uh, the Prime Minister has signalled that Australia will take more from the Syrian crisis. And to his credit, he said uh, he would uh, focus on those who are persecuted religious minorities. That will inevitably include a large proportion of Christians because they are bearing the brunt of the Islamic State persecution and genocide that is going on there. But... um, In spite of all that good stuff that the Prime Minister has announced on the weekend, what he critically hasn't done is said that there would be an increase in the overall humanitarian intake. And I I really think we should at least be doubling it uh, in response to this. And uh, we'll be making some more calls uh, in that regard uh, over the course of this week. Because, in fact, what we're doing is robbing from Peter to pay Paul. That's right, Tracy. Um, It's not just the Middle East where uh, there's people fleeing from. There's uh, there's obviously... um, Afghanistan and uh, Pakistan and uh, parts of North Africa where people are also under persecution as well. So um, this is the biggest humanitarian crisis since World War II and uh, I think it does behove a capable and wealthy nation like Australia to give uh, a very generous overall increase in the humanitarian intake uh, so that we can bear uh, a greater measure of the burden. We can't do everything. Obviously, this crisis is, is massive, but we are a rich country and uh, we should at least double our humanitarian intake, you know, to somewhere around 26, 27,000 uh, refugees per year. And, and I think that that should be a standing number, uh, even beyond this crisis, given the magnitude of the problems globally with displaced people. And where does the opposition stand on that? The opposition um, has already moved on this at their uh, conference uh, in Melbourne just a few weeks ago. Uh, the uh, the Labor Party said that it would double the humanitarian intake should it uh, win power. Um, in fact, uh, in the dying days of the Rudd-Gillard government, uh, Labor uh, did change its policy and was, on the pros- was, was uh, proceeding towards uh, doubling the humanitarian intake, but of course they lost government. And then the humanitarian intake went down. So now we're sort of clawing back to almost where we started from again, aren't we? Well, well, we haven't quite got there yet. We're, we're back to 13,700, uh, with it going up to about 18,000 over the next four years. These are tiny numbers, uh, given the magnitude of the problem. Now, Australia can't do everything, but we have stopped people smuggling. And according to Senate estimates last year, we're saving about $2 billion a year uh, because of detention centres that have now closed down. Uh, that money could be used to helping resettle more people under a more generous humanitarian intake. And and given what we're seeing, the desperation in Syria um, with uh, the people fleeing that conflict zone, uh, we all saw that haunting 
image of the uh, little boy washed up on the beach. Um, we, we really need to do much, much more. And uh, I hope that we hear an announcement from the government in the next couple of days that we are going to uh, substantially increase our humanitarian intake. Of course, the parliament is sitting now, so all of these issues will come to the fore, we would hope. But, of course, today the government marks two years in power. Yes, that's right, um, Tracy. It's been two years since the uh, Abbott government uh, won a resounding electoral victory over uh, Kevin Rudd, who had resumed the prime ministership uh, just months before the 2013 election. Uh, It's been a bit of a mixed uh, record for the Abbott government. Uh, They continue to languish in the polls. Uh, The first budget uh, wasn't received well. They tried to do too much too soon. And um, there was quite a reaction against it. So it's been difficult times. Uh, and, of course, Tony Abbott uh, faced a, a um, threat to his leadership, uh, what he described as a near-death experience back in February this year. And uh, I think he'll be disappointed that he hasn't been able to turn the polls around uh, since then. And a number of people blaming that, though, on the Senate, on the state of the Senate, saying that the state of the Senate isn't really allowing the government the opportunity to govern and the push seemingly on for Tony Abbott to call an early election. He has ruled that out at this stage. That's right. Um, The Senate is a difficulty for the government and uh, not all of its problems are of its own making. It's very difficult dealing with um, such an eclectic collection of crossbenchers and that's made their budget reform task more difficult. It's made other uh, reforms more difficult. uh, the, the idea of an early election has been canvassed. I don't. I would be very surprised if we saw one this side of Christmas. Um, you know, there, there are some commentators speculating about March next year. Uh, look, politics runs on rumours and uh, and uh, innuendo. Um, I, I think you know we're just going to have to wait and see on that score. People in Western Australia, though, closely watching the outcome of the Canning by election later this month. Yes, uh, I was over in Perth uh, just last week in the seat of Canning, uh, talking to church leaders, encouraging them to uh, be involved and engaged in this uh, by-election. The uh, coalition has put up a uh, very strong candidate in Andrew Hastie. Uh, He's someone who is a very committed Christian. He's someone who's uh, pro-marriage and uh, pro-the values that uh, most of us as Christians would share. So they've certainly... uh, put forward a very attractive candidate there and uh, the result of that by-election will very much feed into uh, the fortunes of Tony Abbott and and the government. I think if the coalition wins uh, Canning, um, I think that will very much cement Tony Abbott's uh, leadership and uh, remove any doubts about him uh, taking the the government uh, to the next election due uh, within a year's time. Much has been said, though, in recent days about Joe Hockey and his performance and talk, of course, last week of perhaps removing Mr Hockey to shore up Tony Abbott. That's, uh, in my mind, would have some sort of a detrimental effect, though, because Joe Hockey is not really the leader that we should be watching, is he? No, that's right, Tracy. And I think this um, continued uh, leaking uh, of, of these sort of discussions, leaking of cabinet um, discussions to the media, uh, certainly is having a destabilising impact on the government. Um, uh, sure, Joe Hockey's uh, performance is not beyond criticism, but to have these sort of leaks to the media where there's been uh, the media's been told of allegedly discussions uh, about removing Joe Hockey, um, etc. Th- these things are very damaging to the government, and if um, if the government does want to uh, govern well 
and uh, have stability, then uh, it's got, got to stop leaking against itself. And needs to show a united front, really, doesn't it? Uh, absolutely. Um, uh, I'm just amazed that nothing has been learnt from the instability of the uh, Rudd-Gillard-Rudd years, uh, where this sort of thing was endemic. Um, and uh, I think people were sick of politics by the end of it. Uh, Tony Abbott and uh, the Coalition came in promising a grown-up government, promising... Uh, uh, stability, no surprises, etc. Um, and yet, uh, because of the nature of Australian politics, um, it seems you know they've reverted to type and haven't learnt the lessons which undermined uh, the last Labor government. Uh, unless they can recover some stability and coherency, uh, they will end up going the same way. Yeah, short memories, I think, is what you're looking for there, Lyle, because as you pointed out earlier, it was only February where Tony Abbott faced that leadership threat of sorts. Yeah, I couldn't believe um, that that happened. Uh, given all that had happened in the, in the six years of Labor in power, two leadership coups, um, the idea that there would even be a hint of one uh, in, in the next coalition government just um, just gobsmacked uh, me as an observer. Um, and it just shows that politicians are very fickle. They're easily spooked. Um, and uh, they are driven very much by the media cycle. And uh, this is a real problem in Australian politics at the moment. Unless we can fix this disease which afflicts both sides of politics, it's going to be very hard for our nation to have good government. Let's switch briefly to an issue that's bubbling along in Victoria at the moment, and that is the issue of abortions, and more specifically protests against abortions. I know that Graham Preston is coming up later today on 2020 with Neil, but uh, he certainly has been vocal and to the point of having to go to jail for what he believes in, and that's the right to life. That's right, Tracey. Um, I have a lot of admiration for Graham Preston. He has uh, peacefully protested for many years outside abortion clinics where babies are being killed. Uh, in Victoria, there's a, a group of, uh, of people called the um, Helpers of God's Precious Infants. Uh, I believe they're a Catholic-based group, but uh, they've been... Uh, praying and uh, making peaceful protests outside of an East Melbourne abortion clinic now for about 20 years. And uh, my understanding is that uh, about 300 women uh, have been assisted through their uh, counselling and offering of alternative choices, which means hundreds of babies are now alive, which otherwise would have been dead. Uh, now, this has um, infuriated the uh, sex party, which uh, amazingly has a seat in the Victorian upper house. And Fiona Patton, who is a, a pornography industry lobbyist, has put forward a bill to ban these protesters within 150 metres. Her original uh, bill uh, had in it um, prison terms for, for breaches of this. I mean, this is extraordinary. It's draconian. It's intolerant. Uh, and unfortunately, the Labor government, the Andrews government, has picked up her bill. Uh, they're going to knock some of the rough edges off it, perhaps uh, uh, decrease the, uh, the penalties. But nonetheless, this bill is going before the parliament uh, to restrict the ability of people to peacefully protest and pray and offer alternative choices to women outside abortion clinics in Victoria. Um, it's, it's a terrible move. It's one that uh, really does impinge on free speech. Uh, but nonetheless, it's going uh, to the Parliament uh, in, in coming weeks. And it's something, again, that we're going to have to keep an eye on and seemingly Lyle continue to battle because uh, it's a long way from over. That's, that's right, Tracy. But uh, what we are seeing is more and more hostility towards um, people who hold uh, the views that, that we as Christians hold, hold dear. And uh, these are coming under pressure, legislative pressure, in, in many ways around the country. And this is just the latest example.
It's Lyle Shelton from the Australian Christian Lobby. Lyle, thanks again for your time on the phone today. Pleasure, Tracy. Thanks for having us. Like what you've just heard? There's more great podcasts. Or you can listen to us live at vision.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener supported. Your donation of any amount will help us continue connecting faith to life. Learn more or donate today at vision.org.au.